0: I just want us to do something. We're going to read today's scripture this morning uh, in Philippians chapter 3. And uh, God has been speaking something to me. Pastor Brian, myself, I love just getting to do life with the Herreras. And I think this kind of sums up maybe a little bit of where we are. uh, Philippians 3, starting in verse 1. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilize or mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day That by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. So Lord, one more time, we ask you to speak through your word this morning. Lord, it's not us. It's not our flesh. It's not what we're about. It's not what we've done. It's not our credentials. It's you. It's what you did on the cross. And Lord, everything else, we, we strive to lay down before you, Lord Jesus, so we can live and walk in the victory that you have claimed for every person in the room. You are so good, Jesus. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, amen. If you would, before you sit down, just maybe turn to somebody around you, give them a high five, uh, maybe introduce yourself real fast, and we will jump right in. Awesome. Well, thank you once again for being here at Radiant Life Church. Uh, we love getting to come together, love being together with you. I pray last week, if you were with us, you had an amazing time with Ruthie Oberg. We just enjoyed her so much. Our Holy Spirit night, a bunch of churches came out. If you missed it, next Pentecost Sunday, we hope you'll be here and join us. We had churches from all over the Columbus area. In fact, we had leaders, pastors from, uh, and leaders from churches, churches. That stretch from that side all the way over there, all the way across here. It was a blast, and uh, there's something about being a part of something. The Assemblies of God, that's not only Radiant Life Church. We love what we get to do here, but we get to be a part of so much more. We get to be a part of what God is doing from Dublin to the ends of the earth, and uh, thank you once again for your faithfulness in giving. Uh, being able to support our missionaries is such a huge blessing, and uh, it's, it's one of the joys that we get to do every week is write $175 checks to almost 80 missionaries and missions organizations uh, because of you and your faithfulness. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of what God is doing. Now this morning, as we're going to jump into Philippians chapter 3, and really the thought this morning, it is not I, if you didn't know it, it's not you, but him. It's not us. It's not what we're about. It's not who we are or what we think. It is all about Jesus. Here in the the passage of Scripture that we just read, Paul, I think, just lays out his heart. And when you think of Paul, he mentions the different things of who he was and all of this. In fact, he wrote... More than half of the New Testament, like he just poured his heart out. He was such a massive part of what Jesus did on the cross, then bringing that and being a part of raising up a church and a leadership organization, basically, that would grow and would expand and would see the gospel poured forth. Paul was a pretty awesome guy. He was absolutely amazing. And even before he knew the Lord, he did his best. He strived to work hard for his religion, for what he thought was right. Now, he missed it, and maybe some of us have been in places where we've missed it once or twice, but Paul, he was all in in every part of who he was, whatever he did. He was somebody I feel quite confident I would have loved to know. I would have loved to know. Uh, Something that I really, really, I I hope that I am, is I want to be passionate about anything that I do. That's my prayer. I pray that anywhere I go, anything I do, that you're going to see, at the very least, a uh, passionate—can I call myself a young guy still? We're going to go with young guy that wants the Lord to move, They're going to be passionate about it. Uh, In fact, a few years ago, uh, maybe now like more than a few years ago, but we used to play basketball uh, on Monday nights, and it was just a great experience. But I am not very good at basketball golf, racquetball. Okay, I could play some I could play some of that. Basketball not so much, but I would come out. And there was a day when I realized that I could not play basketball with the passion level that I have doing things because I wasn't good enough and I would get upset at myself. And I'm going to be real, I decided it was better for me to retire from basketball. I was like, I think it's just not my sport. It just is not my thing. And then, you know, when going on the same road, my dad, he blew an ACL playing basketball. I was three feet from him. I heard it pop like a dead log breaking in the woods. It was horrible. I was like, you know what? I don't think I need that in my life. I want to be passionate. And if I can't be passionate about what I'm doing, I don't really care to do it. I'm good. And anything. And Paul was a guy. You could just see it come from him. He was passionate. And not only passionate, but he was gifted. He knew what he was called to do. He went after it. And in this passage of scripture, I believe we realize something. And even to start off something that many times in our world, we would say, well, that's not right. And what is that? That you, this morning, need to lose confidence in your flesh. Uh, Another way to say it, can I say you need to lose confidence in yourself. If you think that the way that you're going to come to some great moment in your life and healthy spot is because you have confidence in you and your power and your strength and what you're all about, life's going to be really difficult because you cannot have enough confidence in yourself to overcome all of the things of the world. Now, I mentioned passion. I would say most people that are around me or maybe serve with me would say, I walk with confidence. Like if I feel something, we're like, let's go. Let's be all in, right? That passion, it kind of scoots over into that confidence side. But as we look here in the scripture, we maybe realize that confidence is not what I want to have if the confidence is in Pastor Chris, in fact, this morning, if your confidence at Radiant Life Church was maybe you've been around for a long time, Pastor Dave, our founding pastor, or me or my wife or any of our pastoral team or your leadership, if your confidence is in this human being, well, we're going to let you down. I can pretty much guarantee you at some point we're going to let you down because it's not about us, it's not about you, it's not about any leader or any person, it all goes back to Jesus and who he is. Here in Philippians 3, 1, it starts, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice not because of circumstances or situations, not because everything is perfect, but because the Lord is good. So you can rejoice in him and let him move and him speak in your life. Now, I love right at the beginning of this portion of scripture, uh, Paul kind of goes, it's not a big deal for me to write to you the same thing. Right now, if you're receiving that, maybe it's like our children. Uh, if you have a kid and you tell them the same thing over and over and over, and it's like, hey, buddy, it's fine. I'm going to tell you again, and I'm going to tell you again. And Paul, kind of with the church, is saying, it's all right. I'll tell you one more time. I'll tell you one more time. Stop having confidence in who, who you are and start having confidence, our confidence in God. Put it away from who you are and put your confidence in God, because I'm going to tell you again and again and again. And I'm thankful for a God that will tell us over and over and over again, hey, it's okay. It's not you. You're not the answer. You can't take your sin away. You can't fix the things of the world. You can't fix your family and you can't bring healing to your body. So today we get to let that go from us and let God be God. As it starts here, rejoice in in the Lord. Look out for the dogs, look out for the evildoers, look out for those who mutilate the flesh. What What is going on? He's talking about a group of people within the church who would have law and who would have the religious elements of life, who would just stir up dissension and trials and troubles within the church. Guess what? I just mentioned that whole letting down thing. If you're around people, then people are going to let you down. And I wanted to let you know that if this is your first time, we wish we were perfect. We strive to be as close as we can be. But if you stick around long enough, maybe two or three weeks, probably someone's going to say something that wasn't perfect. Uh, now, we need, to, we need to say, I'm not going to be the one, right? You're not going to, of course, be the one that would say it. Somebody else will. But we have issues We are people. And he says here, some even go above. Beware of the dogs. That is not a nice thing to say. Like if you're being said, hey, that guy's a dog. That's not what we want to do. But there's people that would even on purpose go away from what they are. There's people, evil workers. Now, we're we're pastors. I'm a pastor of a church. Like we love workers. Our people, our team life. Pastor Ashley loves it when people join the team. But did you know that in their church, they had people that were workers, they were doers, they were a part of the team that didn't have everything together, and they would mess things up and they'd be a problem, right? In other words, we are people, and even in the church, and you know, I would even say more than even, sometimes it might feel like especially in the church, because when I come to church, it should be perfect. When I come to church, I expect Jesus. When I come to church, everything should be right. Now, at my job... I expect someone that's hung over from the night before to have issues. I expect someone that doesn't follow Jesus in the word to have issues. But there's something about realizing that when my confidence is in me, and maybe I'll put my confidence in somebody around me, then all of a sudden I'm not looking at God and what he's doing, how he's moving, and how he has brought someone from where they were to where they are. We miss what God is doing because I want someone to be perfect. And so today, if you didn't know, you've, you're at the wrong place if you want perfect. But I pray that we are a people who say, no, we're not going to allow these things. Beware of the, evil, of the dogs, beware of the evil workers, beware of the mutilation. Or what is this? People that they're saying, you must be circumcised or you cannot be a part of the church which is awesome. Like That's what it was for many years, the Jewish culture. But then this little thing happened and God showed up and they came up with some new rules and that was not one of them. And can you believe it that a church meeting, a business meeting, everyone decided and then later on they come back and now the church once again is struggling with the same thing. I'm just letting us know. People, us, you and me, we struggle sometimes to do exactly what we're supposed to do. And Paul's saying, beware. It's not about a rule or a law. It's not about a preference or an idea. It's about what is God speaking, and that's where we must be. We must lose confidence in the flesh in who we are. We must lose confidence in us and start saying, God, you. You be God. You be God. You show up. You speak. You move. And there's something that happens in the same way when I lose confidence in myself, And we're going to get back to confidence, don't worry. You're not going to walk out of here like I have no confidence. (laughs) That is not the point. We'll get there. But if we lose confidence and we start to say, God, you're bigger, you're stronger, you're better, then there's a moment when all of a sudden it is no longer my responsibility to be sure that all the other people in this room do exactly what I think they should do and act exactly how I think they should act and be exactly what I want to be Because sometimes we start to lay our religious elements of the church on other people. And sometimes it's straight Bible and it's straight command. Yes, that's true. But sometimes we start to say, well, you need to be circumcised. Thankfully, that's not our, our battle here today. So no worries. But you have to do this if you want to be a part. Or you can't be unless... And can I maybe say, Lord, help me to not be someone that is trying to hold people out of what you're doing? But instead, would you let your word be the guide? Would that be it? Nothing religious in me. Nothing because I want it this way. Nothing because I have to have it or it's not. Nothing because it's got to look or sound or be or or feel in some certain. No. Lord, today I come before you and I lose confidence in what I want and what I think and what I, I, I. And instead, I turn to you. I turn to you. That song we sang, your way is better. Your way is better. There's nothing else there today. Lord, help us lose confidence in us because we don't have anything. We don't have the answers, but your way is better. And this morning, I would say that when we really understand, when you lose confidence in yourself, and this is the, a big key, and put confidence in God, then you cannot be shaken. If it's in you, there's plenty of place for issues and problems and shaking in your life. But when we put confidence in God and the King of kings and the Lord of lords, then all of a sudden, when I do something, I get to come before him. When someone else does something, I get to lay it before him. When I don't know the answer, it's not about me anyways, I get to lay it before him. When it doesn't go how I thought it was gonna go, it's all right, I get to lay it before him. Because it's not me and me and me, it's Lord, you and you and you, and I'm gonna do my best to make your way what's better in my life. I'm gonna do my best just to say yes to you. If you've been around here, you've heard me say that a lot. One more, just say yes to Jesus. That's our job, our goal. We don't necessarily have to have it all figured out, but Lord, I lose confidence in me and my understanding and I put confidence in the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one that came to this earth and died on a cross but did not stay dead, but rose again from the grave. And then no matter what's going on around me, dogs and evil workers, the ones that are just religious and want it a certain way, all of a sudden I get to say, it's not about all that stuff, but it's about worshiping God in spirit and in truth. It's about going after God and being in him and letting Christ Jesus, let him be everything in my life. So I get to put confidence in him and pull it away from myself. And you could think, that seems like a, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good sermon. But Paul here, he doesn't stop there. In fact, he just is starting to to heat up a little bit. And uh, I absolutely love Paul, I've mentioned already. And I'm just going to read another few verses of who he is, right? He says, though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh. I mentioned before, Paul, he was pretty amazing. He was awesome dude before he came to know the Lord. He was great. Listen to all of these things circumcised on the eighth day, as he's supposed to be. He's of the people of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, where Jesus was, a Hebrew of Hebrews. As to the law, he was a Pharisee. That meant he they stuck to the word of God. The word is what they were all about. As to zeal, oh wait, this, this is a little bit weird, but a persecutor of the church. Why? Because in their day, the church, the the religious community had not accepted Jesus. So if you were part of the way, then they were, you were against them. So Paul, he didn't only say no, but he was then given the goal to go and to chase down Christians and to actually stone them or martyr them. He was so into what he believed and the religious portion of, of his life that he was a persecutor of the church As to righteousness under the law. Under the law. He was blameless. He had done everything in his day. The people of his community would have said, this guy, he is everything. And then he had an experience with Jesus, and it changed everything. An experience with Jesus that turned his accomplishments from things that were good to things that, we'll let him actually say what it was. Verse 7, but whatever gain I had, I counted loss for the sake of Christ and I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Everything that I was, everything that I thought about myself, the confidence I put in myself, the confidence I put in what I am and what I did and who I was, I count it all as loss. I give it all away. I push it aside because, no, it is not who I am any longer. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things. And it actually says, and counts them as rubbish. Now, looking at that word rubbish, uh, another word for that is dung. I thought that was a much better term that I thought we'd use. Maybe you'd remember that a little bit better. If we think of our confidence in who we are and what we've done, the Bible says to count it as dung. Anybody love picking up your dog's droppings in your yard? Anybody? Anybody love the little bags that you, get, you take your dog on a walk? Like, why do we do this to us? I don't understand. We have three dogs. I don't know why, but we have three dogs. Then you take them to the park, and then they go poop on the side, and you've got to, like, get a bag. And I'm, this is probably too much, but the bags are so thin. And then you grab, and it's literally like, ah. Oh. Right? Anybody? Like, why? Couldn't it just be thick enough that it's not like you're touching it? Like, you can't even feel the bag anymore. It's just, I just want a vivid picture in your mind. He says, all of the good things I've done in my life, who I am, the confidence in myself, I count it all as dung. I count it all as what happens when my dog's walking and I've got to pick it up, and then I get to hold this bag. Sometimes for a long time. Now I'm holding a bag of poop. I don't understand why we do this to ourselves. But Paul would say, lose confidence in myself because it is dung. It is as dung. Even the things that were right. Anybody want to have righteousness in the law? Like, I want to be righteous. I want to do the things. But he says, if it's about what I do and what I am and what my thing is, it's worthless. It is nothing. And there's times where we begin to put I mean, This is Paul speaking, but the dung of our life, the things that we, ah, we're great, we're great, that we hold as a trophy. And Paul's like, it's just poop. That's all it is. If it's about what you are and what you do and that's your confidence, it's literally worthless. Because it's not about... The things. It's not about the religious. It's not about oh, but I served or oh, I I was a part of this or oh man, this morning I greeted, which thank you so much. We we need people to greet. We need all these things. But if my confidence is well, Lord, since I went to church, I get to check that box this week, and, and since I went to church, and then I served, and uh, I actually was at girls' retreat this week, and so I helped there, or I was at Royal Rangers right now. There's a whole group at Royal Rangers this morning. Uh, in fact, last night. Uh, Mike DePiro, Joanna Depiro's husband called me at like 12.30 and my son wasn't feeling well. And I'm like, well, buddy, I'm not coming to get you. So you better go to sleep. So I don't know if that's good parenting or not, but as I was like, go to sleep in the morning, we'll figure it out. Uh, there we go. Right? Like, it's not like, oh, I check a box. I spent two nights and three days with a bunch of kids uh, that, that probably ate too much candy. And now they don't feel good at 12.30 at night. And all I wanted to be doing was sleeping. I'm sure Mike did as well. It's not like, oh, but I did this. I checked the box. No, the works, the things, the stuff. It's all as dung in my life. It's rubbish, because it's not about the stuff. It's not about what I've done. It's not about how good I've been. And can I say it also means then it's not about maybe the stuff today. Some people feel like that you haven't done, or that who you haven't been. Maybe you wanted to and you're not if you take the confidence off of you and your your eternal salvation isn't you it's not about what you've done the church is not because of you or because of me all of a sudden i take the pressure off and i say lord jesus today i'm not confident in myself anymore i don't need to be confident in myself anymore it's not about me any longer it's about jesus It's about you. It's about what you've done. It's about your move. And none of being a Pharisee or none of of, uh, of being blameless or none of being circumcised or not circumcised or being a tribe of Israel or Benjamin. Uh, uh, That's not the point any longer. It's about Lord Jesus, who are you? What do you want to do? How do you want to speak? Because as we finish verse 8 and we continue on, it goes on and says, in order that I might gain Christ, I'll count it all as rubbish. I'll get rid of it all. I don't need it any longer. And be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law. I would add comes from works, comes from my doing, comes from following rules. Anybody uh, maybe in the house, are you good rule followers? Any of you would say I'm a rule follower? Yes, there's some people. Anybody, you'd just be honest, maybe your parents would for you, that you'd say not so much, like rule following. Uh, I think I see more hands on that one than the other one. So yes, that's what I thought. Not from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith. I'm going to lose confidence in me. In fact, I'm not going to just lose confidence, I'm going to count it as dung, and I am going to come to know Jesus. I'm going to come to let him move in my life. The foundation for your spiritual life is found in what Jesus has done for you, and not in what you have done, what you are doing or will do for Jesus in the future. It is all about what Jesus has done for you. And when we come together to worship, when we come together to pray, when we come together for discipleship, or we come together because we have an issue or a situation in my life, my question is, is the confidence that you have in yourself, is it about what you want and what you think and what you feel? Or is it about Jesus and what he is doing in and through you? Because I'll tell you what, I talked about passion. Passion. There's nothing that makes me more passionate than knowing that, Lord, I'm just saying yes to you today. I'm just saying yes to you. And it doesn't even matter what the circumstances or the situation, it doesn't even matter what it feels like, if it feels good or doesn't. Lord, am I where you've called me to be? And if so, I am in, because I just want to know you so that one more person can come into relationship with you. 10 That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. That by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Church, this morning it's about what he did on the cross, but thankfully, we put pictures of crosses on our buildings. We really should put tombs on our buildings. We really should put the resurrected Lord because the dying part didn't do anything. But the rising again part says, come on, he is good and he can do that in your life. What seems dead or wounded or destroyed or gone, nope, not anymore. His disciples, they thought it was over. He even told them what was going to happen. They thought it was over. But on the third day, he rose again and the power of his resurrection it's something that reveals an evidence uh, to you. Jesus did what he said he was gonna do and he will do it in your life. A justifying power. The sacrifice of the cross was accepted as full payment for everything you've ever done that would not be right. And we can put a whole list. You could write them all out, the worst things. And guess what? The cross trumps it every single time and it doesn't even get close to the same level. He's got you. He loves you. The the power of the cross. A life-giving power from his resurrection. We are connected with that same resurrection power of Jesus. What do you need resurrected in your life? If it's confidence in yourself, you're going to be there a long time. But when we say, Lord Jesus, today I come, and what you did, the power of the resurrection, would you move through me? Would you show yourself? Would you give me the strength to just keep moving forward, to keep moving forward? Lord, your call, your desire, your heart, I'm going to walk in your life giving power. And the resurrection power, the consoling and comforting power. Those who are dead in Christ live with him, which means I don't have to have confidence in who I am or what I think, but Lord, today I put myself in your hands, which means one day I am going to be with you for eternity in heaven, and we get a start here on earth. He walks with us, but someday it's going to be face to face. Someday, no more tears, death, sorrow, or sin. I think that comforting power, there's some people in the house that people have gone before. They've passed away and you just mourn and you grieve. And I want you to know if they knew Jesus, if they knew Jesus, one day you're going to be with them again. And whatever the situation of this life was is not going to matter because all that's done. It's all him. We're going to be together with the Lord. We're going to be together as His church, not Radiant Light, but the global church. That's why missions is such a huge part of what we do and who we are at Radiant Life Church. That's why winning one more for Jesus is such a huge part because I want every single person in our community, in my neighborhood, wherever you work, I want them all to be in heaven with us. They've got to come and know and experience Jesus, the resurrection power of the Lord. We go and Closing this out this morning, some of those last few words are words we don't always love. Paul would say that I may share his sufferings, become like him in his death, that any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. And I started and was having a little bit of fun and being serious that we're people. That means there's going to be issues and problems and people are going to say things and Pre forgive me. I try my best, but I'm gonna say something at some point. But you know, the word of God, we want it to say that we come to know him, and now everything is perfect and easy and nice. And but Paul would say, may share his sufferings. Become like him in his death. And if we are truly gonna put confidence in Jesus if we're truly going to lay it all at his feet, if we're going to truly say all of my stuff and confidence in myself is no good because I'm going to walk on the confidence of the creator of the universe, which takes my confidence to a whole nother level, takes my passion to a whole nother level, then Lord, just like Paul, Lord, I'm willing to share. I'm willing to share in your suffering. I'm willing to become like you I'm willing to go all in this morning talking about Rob and Sarah who are going to be going to a place that it's illegal. They have two beautiful kids. I mean, it's it's hard to actually fathom in some way, like in an American context. Lord Jesus, would you help me to be someone that I might never be called to the Middle East where I'm not allowed to share you, but whatever it is, I'll share in your suffering. And it might not be something crazy like that. It might be something small because somebody said something or someone did something or maybe at my work, I have to take a stand that's really difficult because I'm going to be the word over top of what a rule or a law is from where I work. Lord, would you help me to be willing to share that suffering? And if that means that a moment I lose a friend or maybe that means I stay friends with someone, but it's more difficult because they hurt me or I'm going to love them anyways. Maybe I even lose a job or something that I I don't want to do. Or the things that we might. Lord, would you help me to walk in your suffering? Would you help me to put it all at your feet? Because I want to be resurrected. I want my life to be whole. I want that resurrection power flowing through my veins. If that's the case, what step today do you need to take today toward Jesus? Maybe he's speaking something to you. Maybe it's been a while. There's been an area of your life. And I want to encourage, and we're going to come up with a, a plan here uh, towards the end of the summer. and We're going to fast and pray together as a church family. But maybe fasting, that's a, Jesus is pretty clear. Fasting's pretty important. He modeled it. He told us. Maybe you, God's been speaking and you say, I, I, need to, I need to start fasting again. Or maybe for the first time. What's that mean? Biblical, don't eat. But as you don't eat, focus on God. It's not a, a weight loss system. It's Lord Jesus, I'm going to put myself before you. And I'm not going to eat. I'm going to sacrifice. And Lord, I pray that I would experience you. And I'm going to spend time in prayer instead of. I'm going to focus on you instead of. Maybe for some uh, different sort of fast. Maybe social media or your phone or something that that you know it's just not beneficial for your life. I've got an idea for you. Maybe a way to say, Lord, whatever you have, is to say, you know what, I'm just going to take social media off my phone. You can still have it on your computer, maybe. Or what would happen? I bet Facebook would still be there if you, for a whole week, just said, I'm not going to look at it for a week. I bet it would still be there. and all of its terribleness, it will still be there. What is it in your life that for some reason we hold on to and we say, Lord, I need this, I want this. But you know it's not the best. Could we as a church today, you as an individual, Lord, what is it that I need to do to get rid of confidence in myself, to get rid of why I need to do this to enjoy my life? Or I, 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 no. Lord, I'm going to come to you. And I want to walk in you. Church, as you do, as I do, our confidence level goes to a whole another place. One last thing this morning, I want to be sure every person understands is that God specializes in using people that others overlook. And if this morning you feel like I'm under the radar and no one sees me, no one knows me, I can't really do much, I want you to know that He sees you. He knows you. And as you Give him your whole self, not a confidence in yourself, but your whole self, and let him be your confidence, and him be your Lord, and him be your guide. He'll use you. And if you're in a spot where you feel like, I'm worthless, I I don't have it, he died on a cross for you. That resurrection power is for you. That justifying work is for you. Your sins are washed away if you come to receive him. And someday you are going to be in heaven. And we all are going to be having a party around the throne. Getting to sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So Lord, this morning we are thankful that it's not about us and our works and our actions. Lord, those things are important and obviously want to do good things. But Lord, it's not about confidence in those things. This morning, would you help us to have confidence in you, Jesus, the resurrected King? Would you help us to have confidence in any means possible obtaining the resurrection? Lord, we ask you to move in our hearts. And Lord, where we have had anxieties or doubt or concern or worry, we pray they would be poured and pushed to the side as we get the confidence and we have to accomplish it all. Get rid of that from us and Lord, lay it at your feet. And then, Lord, I pray that each person in this room would have the ability to say yes to you, would have the ability to walk in you, would have the ability to lay their own personal things down before you and just see you move in their life. God, we need you. We worship you. We ask you to be Lord. And, Lord, this morning for any person in this room, Lord, they've never asked you to be Lord of their life or they're walking, and they're far from you. Lord, I pray that today, in the quiet of their heart, they would just ask you, Jesus, Forgive me of my sins. I repent of my past, and I make you Lord of my life. And Lord, in that one moment, they turn themselves over, and Lord, let them become a disciple of you. Let each of us be disciples of you, for you are so good, Jesus. We worship you. Help us to come to know you more. No more confidence in us and what we've done, but confidence in you alone, in you alone. We worship you. We praise you. In your name we pray. Amen.